This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Pat on Fan Podcast, the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment, where we try to improve our skills as angler by learning new techniques or improving the ones we already know. I'm your host, Ryan Milford. Fishing for Noob segment. I'm your host, Ryan. We got co host Sean. Hey, what's up, guys? And today we have a country music singer, slash um, bass angler, slash YouTuber. We got Mr. JL Folks or Road Angler TV. Welcome to the How's show. Hey, great to be here. Um, So, you know, we've we follow each other on Instagram and stuff, and you know, we, you live pretty close to me. You're originally from Florida, correct? Uh, originally, I'm from South Carolina. Oh, okay. I, I moved down to Florida like eight or nine years ago, and then I just moved here to Nashville like six months ago. Okay, sweet. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I got interested in you because you fish a lot of the same areas that I like to fish, mm-hmm. and uh, and so yeah. How, how about you know, instead of me trying to tell everybody who you are and everything, why don't I let you introduce yourself and tell people who you are, what you do, and all that good stuff. Okay, cool. Well, my name's JL, folks. I was uh, born and raised in Greenville, South Carolina for 21 years. and I've been playing music professionally since I was 13. Well, professionally for 10 years, but I've been playing guitar and everything since I was 13 and fishing since I was probably that young or younger. But uh, didn't get serious into, like, bass fishing and stuff until I uh, moved down to Florida, and I was living with a buddy of mine who had a lake in his backyard. And I went out there one day and just, like, tossed a grub, like, on a jig and pulled up a peacock bass. And I, I had never seen a fish like that before. And I'm like, whoa, this is freaking awesome. So I kind of discovered, like, this really awesome fishery in my backyard. And then I kind of... I fell in love with like kayak fishing shortly after that. So I combined like, you know, like the fishing in my backyard to like my friends taking me down the river in South Carolina. And I just kind of like, cause at that point in my life, I was kind of like searching for a new outlet because like all I was doing was just playing music like every day. And I was, I was looking for something and I discovered like kayak fishing and that was kind of like my new outlet. And, I, I love it, and I started, like, a YouTube channel where I use my own original music in the videos, and then I just go out and try to catch fish and stuff, so I try to film my adventures. Sounds awesome. Yep. <laughs> yep. I tell everybody I'm living the dream. I get to play music and fish every day. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds nice. I, uh, I once aspired to be a musician myself, but I always sucked. Same way I suck at fishing, so. Uh, I hear you. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like I, I relate to you on that end too because you know I love music, and you know I, I play a little bit of guitar. I try to sing a little bit, not not as much anymore, but I used to be pretty into it. So, you being into music and fishing, you know that that really grasped my attention. That's cool. 
Um, so you, you tour and, you know, I, you take your kayak with you everywhere you go on tour. Yeah. You know, it, it depends. Like if, if I'm going through like the Carolinas or like Georgia where like vibe kayaks is like, I'll take my kayak with me or they'll have one there and stuff. But sometimes like I, if it's a, if it's like a long tour, if I'm going for like a month or so, I don't bring the kayak. I usually borrow people's or I just bring a bunch of rods and stuff with me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, at this point I've, I've fished in Texas, Florida, the Carolinas, Boston, Tennessee, I think a few other States. So I'm trying to, trying to get around and discovering it's, it's different everywhere I go. So Boston like, has bass fishing. Where? <laughs> the Boston has bass fishing. Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny. Like that was uh, one of the first like videos I did for Road Angler TV was up there. It was like a lake, and it was like spring going into summer. And I went out there and threw like a worm. I caught like a four or five pound bass, like first few casts. Right. <laughs> like so, I was like really surprised by that. But yeah. So, where's the favorite your favorite place that you've fished so far? You know, it's, it's, it's cool because, you know, like I was fishing in Florida for so long, probably for about, like, I didn't get serious in the fishing until like a few years ago. Like I had always fished with like, you know, my dad growing up and stuff, but like when I discovered that lake in my backyard, that's when I kind of like really like went gung ho on it, you know? But, um, so like I really dialed into like how like you fish in Florida and, you know, moving here to Tennessee is a totally different fishery. So it's like going from like one extreme to the other. Cause like when you go down to Florida, you know, you got tons of vegetation and like tons of like different areas, you know, like there's a bass there, you know, you just look yeah. at it, you know, and like here, when I moved here, I just like, there's just like a ton of rocks and like no vegetation. You know, So I was like, like totally different, you know, and down there you're like you're fishing for like peacock bass and stuff and they're like here you're fishing for smallmouth so which are like totally different but they both like fight the same like it's really cool so yeah i really uh, like the two different worlds you know it's but i think i really like fishing here in tennessee the most so far but i think as far as kayak bass fishing i think the best day is probably texas they've got like the best rivers like unbelievable <laughs> yeah one one of the uh other show hosts justin nichols he's been he's out in texas and he's been pulling out some big bass lately yeah that's what i'm saying i got friends out there they're pulling out like 10 pounders all the time you know they just throw big swim baits and you know they don't get a whole lot of smallmouth and stuff so it's just like big bass out yeah there. Big, it, large it's got mouth. like pristine like crystal clear especially like on a kayak like you got like these fun rapids you can just like hit all the time and it's only like a few feet deep you know it's not like you're gonna get sucked under some rock or something well see, I, I was gonna say something when you're comparing florida to tennessee florida from what i've heard is like a lot of shallow water in it mm-hmm. where we got a little bit deeper water yeah you know that that was another thing because like in florida you know i fish in my kayak and you don't need like a fish finder you know, it's pretty shallow everywhere you go. So if you're tossing like a swim bait in like six feet of water, you know, they're going to nail it, you know. But here, like, I'm, especially in the wintertime, like I've noticed like 
I need I need to get fish finder, you know, to figure out yeah. where these fish are at because there's like fish are like out on like Percy Crease and stuff. So like, you know, they went deep like this winter and I, like I don't know how deep, maybe like 50 feet. I don't know, but uh, I was trying to find them. It was it was tough, but but now like spring, I'm starting to really like figure it out again. So yeah, that's about the way I am. Yeah. You mentioned uh, Vibe Kayaks. Is that what you fish out of, or what are you fishing out yeah, of? Yeah, yeah, I fish out of them. I'm, I'm on their pro team, too. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, you got a uh, Seaghost 111 and a, what is it, Yellowfin 120? Is that right? Yeah, I got the uh, Seaghost 110 and the uh, Yellowfin 120, and then I've got, like, I got one Yellowfin 100 down in Florida, and then I got another one coming for my girlfriend. <laughs> nice. So, but, uh. Trying to get on the new Shearwater pretty soon. Yeah, I know a lot of people are right now. A lot of people, yeah. you know, the whole coronavirus and everything has really delayed that. Yeah, that, and, that really hit them hard, too. You know, like parts and stuff, like coming from different places and everything. It's, yeah. I screwed a lot of things up, but. But yeah, so you mentioned that you don't have a fish finder, and, and I've noticed that in your YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And that's made me kind of interested with you traveling around a lot, hitting all these different bodies of water. Like that's got to make it harder to break down those bodies of water, not having that tool. Right. Yeah. You know, like, like, you know, like in Texas and stuff, like they're not that deep either, okay. you know, and it's, you know, anywhere, like I'm fine fishing like a place unless it's like really deep water, like you're near like in the middle of a lake, you know, and you're, you're just finding them on, and you're just dropping down, you know. But, uh, you know, I, I had, like, a, I did have a fish finder for a little while, and then, like, I had to store my kayak outside, and some of the wires got all corroded and stuff. So I looked up, like, wires to, to like, replace it, and they were just as much as the fish finder. So <laughs> I kind of, I kind of like, uh, took a little time to get a new one. But I just ordered a new one, so. I've got a pretty sweet setup where I can just like go right onto the gear track, come right off. So it's going to make it a lot easier. Yeah. That's what I'm going to have set up. I just got a new kayak myself and, uh, you know, on my Bob Seaghost I had, I had it mounted right there on the center console. Yeah. But, uh, which you, you, you got the newer, like what you got the yeah. newer Seaghost. Yeah, like so 2019 generation. Yeah, so it's got the gear track on the center console on the Seagulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I had the older model, like the old old yeah, console, yeah, yeah. so I had to like screw it down. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm gonna have mine in the gear track on my new kayak now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just ordered like a cell block and a uh, transducer arm, so I can yeah. put it all like all on one piece and just put on the side gear track, just like take it on and off, you know, and I could just. Take it to the seaghost or the elephant, whoever one want to take out. Yeah, that's a good deal. Uh, what, what kind of fish finder did you end up going with? It was a uh, low ranch, like hook two, I think it was. Is it, is it the like the little, the smaller, cheaper one, the four X? Yeah, yeah, I think it was like a hundred bucks or something. Yeah, that's the uh, one I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, you know, like. Unless you're like doing some serious tournaments, I think that's all you really need, you know. Well, well I think if you lived for without it for so long and were successful somewhat, then that's got to yeah. be, you know, as much as it's hard to do. But if you can do it and be successful, your confidence level's got to go uh, way up. So. Yeah, yep. 
that that you know that was like the problem like when i first moved here like i was like <clears throat> catching nice fish especially like on top water like that was like i was just throwing nothing but top water and then like when fall hit like it was it was like it went from like summer to winter like boom like overnight like it just like it just changed real quick it went from like being 90 to like 30 like real quick and then uh like i was throwing a jig and i was get, i was getting them on the jig and then all of a sudden nothing like i they must have went like super deep and that's when i was like man i wish i had a fish finder because like i don't know where like i'm, I'm throwing i'm going out here for like five six hours i'm not even getting a bite you know yeah, that, but, uh, that's actually when I got my fish finder. I got mine around Thanksgiving. And, yeah. Uh, but I, it still didn't do me no good over the winter because I had no idea how to use the thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so I, I've been trying to learn it. Um, but, yeah, I feel I feel like I'm I'm getting better with it myself. We just did an episode with Bass Geek from over on YouTube uh, for the last week's episode. So, you know, I lo- he had a lot of good info, uh, learned a lot from him. And uh, where was I going with this? I don't remember. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Uh, but, but yeah, so, uh, so before, you know, you're getting a fish finder, but don't currently have one. How have you usually been breaking the water down all these different places that you would go to? Well, it seemed like well when I first moved here it was like it was like August it was like end of August so like I like I said I was just throwing like top water because I knew they were like because I, I have a good like indicator in my neighborhood because I got like three stock ponds that I can go out there and throw something and if they're hitting it I'm like all right this is gonna work out there or if they're hitting top water they're gonna hit it out there <laughs> you know so like. I kind of use like the ponds too to kind of figure out where like the bass are gonna be, but um, but you know like when I first moved here I was throwing top water, and then I noticed they were stop stopping like not hitting it as much, and then I would move to like a jig, and then like they were nailing the jig a lot in the fall and the winter, like I couldn't figure it out like it was it was tough for me because I got I went out there and got skunked I mean it was a point where I was just like trying to figure different ways to make videos and stuff is like and like especially since i don't know a whole lot of people here like that could show me how to fish like you know tennessee and stuff so i i do now but i'm still like learning but as soon as like the like i went to florida for a tour in february so i was down in florida for the whole month of february and did like a ton of fishing and then when i came back it was like march and then april and that's when it's, you know, it's been starting to warm up and I've been out there like every other day now and pretty much like some days I'll find them like way up shallow and then like some days, you know, they're like 10, 20 feet down, you know, and I'm just fishing slow, like finesse fishing, but, but yeah, I'm figuring out some certain things that work and some things that don't, but totally different like selection of lures than Florida. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals 
are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Yeah, I I remember when... uh... You were putting out all those videos of you down in Florida. You know, it looked warm down there. You oh, catching yeah. fish. I was jealous. It was it was yeah. chilly up here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that's what's cool about kind of being my own boss. Like if like playing a tour where I, which that tour like I made a lot of money on. I played on a lot of really good shows. But like the days off, like I was going out with guides and stuff. You know, like that I know. We're just like killing it every day. Like I I got one guy that he's a guy down there and. Well, we'll just go out there and catch like a hundred peacock bass. Like it's insane. Oh my! Like he's got like you know it's live bait, but you're like slaying like five pounders like every cast. Like crazy. That that's a bucket list of mine. Those fish look yeah. so cool. I I, I want to catch some. Yeah, they fight like a smallmouth too. Like they're awesome. Mm. But uh, but yeah, man. But starting to figure it out here in Tennessee. Yeah, I, I wish I could say the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I think that yesterday I, d- I did pretty good. I caught all dinks, but you know, mm-hmm. I, I got about four in the two and a half, three hours I was out there. Yeah, so, I hear you. I've got jumped a, up today, though. I got a guy I'm supposed to go out with either tomorrow or Friday. Has got a bass boat. He threw. He said he throws around these big eight-inch swim baits on on priest. Really? So, yeah. So he's. I'm, I got to break my five pound curse because my PB is only like five pounds. I've got like big, I've got bigger smallmouth and peacock bass than my biggest largemouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, mine is is five point six nine. Yeah. And that was out on Stones River. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I was you know right when I moved here. Like, I was throwing, like, a top toad and caught, like, a five-pound bass. And then, uh, like, the next time I caught, like, a 19-and-a-half-inch smallmouth. <laughs> that was, like, my first experience. I'm, like, I'm musky, too. So, I was, like, that was my first experience fishing here. And then uh, <laughs> and then winter came, and then it was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's when I escaped down to Florida. Nice. So, you... You got the YouTube channel. How long have you been doing that? Uh, I think about two years now. Like it, It's taken me about two years to get monetized and, and everything. But now, monetized. I noticed like, YouTube's kicking me some, you know, some boosts here and there, you know. So it's starting to, starting to take off now. I'm noticing, especially here in Tennessee, I'm noticing like all the videos here like seem to get more traffic than down in Florida. I think because there's more of a scene for it here. Really? Which is surprising. I, I think, like, as far as, like, freshwater goes, there's not a pretty big scene for it down there. But I think, like, offshore, like, saltwater, there, there's more of a scene. But, uh... Wow, that's, that's really surprising. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, you know, that, that was another reason why I was pretty happy about, like, moving here. Because if you think about it, Tennessee, like, as far as, like, kayak bass fishing, like, I'd say it's one of the best states, you know, in the country for it. I'd say Tennessee, uh, Florida, Texas, 
you know, uh, uh, but Florida doesn't have the scene like it does here and in Texas and stuff. Dude. I don't know. You just don't have it. I guess because there's a lot of gators and stuff too down in Florida. Yeah. You know, like, that, that, was, that was another <laughs> thing. You know, like fishing down in Florida. You know, gators are cool. You don't really got to worry about them, but you're always kind of like watching your back. You know, and I didn't kind of like that. You know, like <laughs> it's always you're always kind of like you know keeping your wits about you because. There could be like some twelve or fifteen foot gator that just pops up next to you. You never know. So. Yeah, you're not the biggest fish in the pond down there all the time. So. Yeah. <laughs> like like fishing in the Everglades or Lake Okeechobee, like I'd have to be in a boat. Like I don't want to be on a kayak out there. There's <laughs> dinosaurs out there. It's crazy. I've I've heard they don't really mess with you as long as you leave them alone, unless it's mating season. Then you really want to stay away. Yeah, with them. I mean. I've went down like some skinny rivers with some big gators before. And I, I'll never forget this one time I watched my girlfriend paddle right by like a 15 footer and, and it moved a little bit. And like, you know, I don't know. I don't trust the big ones. The small ones are cool, but the big ones, you know, they're man eaters. Yeah. I, I don't blame <laughs> you there. Yeah. yeah. Me neither. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> small ones are cool. You know, like if they're smaller than me or my size, yeah, I don't worry about them, but if there's, like, one that's got a head this big, you know, it's, <laughs> those things, are, that's a dinosaur. <laughs> so, getting into YouTube, what what would you say was, like, the biggest struggle, like, like uh, first starting out? You know, it's, YouTube is a different game now than when it first started, because I remember when my artist channel was monetized and it, I only had like a hundred subscribers. So, but now since YouTube, YouTube gotten some kind of like uh, settlement or something and they lost like a bunch of money and now they're, they're making people like you can only monetize if you have a thousand subscribers. So the struggle with YouTube is getting that first thousand subscribers and it's really tough like when you first start and it's when you start a youtube channel you really got to think of it like as a commitment for at least three years because like i'd say like the, the most like disappointing thing about youtube is you can go and make like a video where you're just slaying them you know and like you put it out and it only get like a couple hundred views and you're like dude that, that video should be like like a million views that's so much better than a lot of people out there like and that's how youtube is but like you really got to do like your research as far as like tagging and like the different like tools that youtube gives you because like i remember like last week i spent probably two days just going through every one of my videos and putting a little thing that pops up with a uh, itunes link of my music so, like, whenever, like, a song is playing on my channel now, say it's my song, The River, or whatever, a little thing will pop up and be like, download this song on iTunes, you know? And I had to do that for, like, a 100 videos. And that, like, took me, like, two days to do it, you know? Like, so, like, little things like that can go, like, a long way, though. But YouTube, it's, it's a commitment. And you got to put out good content. It doesn't always have to be giant fish. It could be more you know, about the B-roll and the adventure and stuff like that, you know. But, uh, you know, try not to be corny. 
<laughs> try not to, uh, you know, over-exaggerate like a catch or something, you know, because then you might get like a bunch of thumbs down or something. Uh, you know, it, it's I'm still figuring it out, but it's starting to take off now. You know, but the, me... the thing about YouTube is you got to put out a video at least once a week. So you got to commit to at least three years of putting out, trying to put out a video at least once a week. If you could put out two or three, then that's even better. But if you could put out one every week, then you'll start to see like your numbers, like, you know, start generating. Because YouTube wants people that are constantly putting out content because they're going to make money off it. So right. if, you, if you put up a video, you say you're like you're hot and you put like five videos up, you know, like your first month and then all of a sudden you you go like a month or two without putting something up, then you're going to fall down the algorithm. Next time you post, no one's going to see it. So you got to like really, you know, stick to it, you know, try to do it every week. And, and another thing is like every time you put out a video, that's another chance that video could go viral. And I've seen it with a couple of mine. Like, there's, like, a fly fishing one I've got that all of a sudden just took off, and it's got, like, 20,000 views right now. So, but that was just, like, a random, like, my first time fly fishing at the beach, you know, and it was one of those videos where I was slaying them, you know. But I've learned that how-to videos and, like, reviews are the ones that get the most, like, views. Like, anything that you can make where... Somebody, because if, if you think about it, anyone who uses YouTube, they use it to benefit themselves, like to learn something. Mm -hmm. That this is like the careless generation of what's well, going to benefit me. So if you could put something out there that's going to benefit other people, like I put out a lot of like kayak reviews and stuff, so people go on there, discover like a kayak, you know, they're looking into. Check out my reviews. Subscribe to the channel. Oh, he's a musician too. I'll go check out his music too. So, that's I mean, kinda... <laughs> that, that's that's kind of like how I did. You know mm -hmm. what? I found you on Instagram, and then saw like the music thing, and and started checking that out. And you mentioned your song, "The River." I, I I'm really into that song. It's kind of oh, got yeah. like a like a almost like a older kind of. Mm -hmm. I guess a bluesy kind of feel to it. Yeah, but it's yeah, kind of upbeat. Yeah, yeah I, I like that song. That's cool. Um, what was I about to say? Yeah, it's I don't like the theme song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you got like a really well put together intro as well. Um, did you like have somebody like professional do that for you? Or did you put that together? Or... So I, I edited that intro and made it myself, but I uh, some of the shots are from some of my music videos and stuff, which right. I've actually had like professional like guys in there and stuff, like a couple of drone shots where I've hired some guys to get some shots. But that... I just try to take my, some of my best clips and just kind of put it into like a 20, 25-second intro, you know? Yeah. Try to make it badass, you know? <laughs> the, the drone shot, I... I... I assume it has to be a drone. That last shot at the end of it, where it's yeah, like it on you, then zooms. It, yeah, yeah that, that that's a, pretty he, cool. He did like a boomerang of that, where it just like went back and forth. So I just like cut it in half and just had it zoom out. <laughs> but sweet. And uh, editing's another big thing for YouTube. Like, 
I've been kind of like editing videos, even like since I was like a teenager, like even like skateboarding videos and stuff I used to do back in the day. But uh, but as far as that goes, like I, I use um, not Movie Maker, uh, iMovie right now. But I want to I want to invest into something better. But uh, right now, iMovie is kind of doing it for me. Kind of got it down. But it's good to have better tools than that, like Pro Tools, you know, like yeah. Where you can, that you can utilize but you do have like some pretty good put together videos for you know using maybe not state-of-the-art technology mm-hmm. but some that i did want to bring up I, I i blanked a minute ago um after you after you were talking about it you're talking about how-to videos and review videos being big but it makes sense if you look at like say tactical bassin where pretty mm-hmm. like all their videos are how-to and Absolutely. they have like what, like a billion a million subscribers. Yeah they're, yeah, yeah, they're killing it with that, and everybody knows who they are in the fishing world. Oh yeah, no, they really are. I, I watch a lot of their videos, man. They got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, like a lot of uh, cool like underwater bass footage and stuff too. That kind of yeah, they they've got the right idea because like you know like we were talking about like how to like anyone's gonna go on like online to watch fishing videos is because they want to like learn how to catch fish you know or like see how somebody does something so if you put up like a video like how to use a wacky rig you know like or something like that that may get more like views than the video of you just like you know ripping lips so that's that's kind of like how youtube works like you'll see some like some of your videos that are like that was an okay video and then you'll see it just take off all of a sudden it's like why did that one have to take off and not this one you know yeah killer but that's kind of how youtube works it's you know they they'll throw you kickback once you get monetized i've noticed that they'll start like pushing your videos more so you got to get past that one thousand subscriber and the watch time which takes forever but once you get past that youtube will start like throwing you some bones because they're going to make money off it too but, you know, I promote a lot through, like, Facebook groups and stuff, too. You know, you get a lot of haters every now and then. But you know, I, I just do it because it gets out there, and a lot of people discover you that way. But any way to kind of, like, boost those views, you know, a little bit and try to beat that YouTube algorithm. You know, you want to fall into that algorithm where, you know, it starts taking off. And it takes, like, a few hundred views at a quick rate for it to start taking off, you know. Did you start out with YouTube with that in mind, or were you just kind of trying to tell a story, or just trying to spread your music, and that was a good way to do it, or? Yeah, you know, like, well, like, I put, like, a couple, like, I did a couple videos, like, on my artist channel, and then I kind of, like, realized, like, you know, I don't want to do it on my artist channel. I want to kind of, like, make something separate, and I, I was following, like, some YouTubers at that point that I really like, like, kayak anglers, and and then I was just like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do. It. I'm just gonna go out and just film my adventures and put my music out there for people to discover and listen to. And then, and then it started like kind of taking off. And then I started getting more serious about it and stuff. And now I think I'm gonna try to start doing some tournaments and stuff. Then like filming oh, my, my action during during some tur- tournaments. I've I've always wanted like I've done a few tournaments, but I wish I could do more but usually like they're going on during the weekend and that's when i'm playing music and stuff you know so that was always you know the hard part or like i had a gig at like 
to like 2 a.m. and had to, you know, have to get up at 6 for the tournament or something. So, you know, it's tough. But but now with this coronavirus thing, you know, like I want to try to get into it. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Well, you know, uh, KBFTN, local group, they, they got their season opener coming up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I believe it's that first I, weekend I of May. The guy, uh, the Chris, or what was his name? Cass, I think was his last name. He's like, he's on the board or something of that. I fished with him the other day. He was telling me about it. So, yeah. Mike yeah. Cass or something. Matt Cass. Matt Case, I think his name was. Matt Case. I, I think, yeah, I think, yeah. uh, I think yeah. I've seen that name there. Yeah, he's like a Hobie guy, but, uh, there seems to be a lot of Hobie guys in that group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the Hobie guys, you know, they could be cocky because, you know, they got the best. So. <laughs> <laughs> but do they, though? Do, I, they? do they? I don't know. <laughs> you know this year, yep. looking pretty nice. You you, know? Well, well, you know, I just jumped to a Jackson and, you know. Jackson. I, I don't. You know, I, I kind of feel a little cocky myself now, you know, even compared to the Hobie guys, because, like, I, yeah, I can yeah. instantly reverse. Can you do that? Oh, you know? yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's, Sean's a Hobie guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I do miss that uh, instant reverse, I got to admit. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're cool, too, man. I like Jackson, too. Yeah, man. I, got, I love I got... all kayaks. They're all cool. Hey, we have our uh, our Bass Fishing for Noobs tournament coming up, too. So oh, yeah? if you wanted to join that, yeah. Where's That's that? a month-long online. It's online. Oh, yeah, what? Yep. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Then you can Nature fish wide. when you want. Yeah, it's, it's basically for people that want to start kayak tournaments and, you know, just kind of dip your feet. It's only like a $10 entry fee. That's so in cool. uh, quick plug while we're on the subject. Yeah. Um, it starts on the first guy, so when this comes out, you know you only have a few days left to sign up for that. So make sure you're, if you're wanting to fish that to sign up on it as soon as possible. Um, but yeah, so something I mentioned to you before we started recording is this is what I'm really interested in is you go fishing. You post the pictures of you going fishing that day on Instagram, and you have that video on YouTube by uh, by that afternoon. So, how do you go about? Do you like mark down like timestamps for your video where you know where to go and pull from, or how do you go about editing to get it done so fast? 
All right, that's a good question. So usually like, when I go out, you know, I, I usually go out probably five hours. That's what I try to, you know, make every time. Anything more than that, you just kind of burn out. Unless you're, like, doing a tournament, you need to just, like, cram it in, you know. But, uh, you know, I'll go out for five hours, you know, pack up, and then I'll immediately, I'll go home and start editing as soon as I get home. Because I want to edit the video while it's still fresh in my head. Because there's a lot of footage, like, because I try to keep my back GoPro stuff, like, on the kayak, like, always going. Because you never know what's going to happen. You want to you get it on camera. So there's a lot of footage where it's just me casting and casting and casting and casting, you know, until you finally get something. So I like to edit right away because then I can remember it was around that spot. It was, you know, it was around that, you know, that brush pile or whatever. Like, I still have that in my head. So... I go to I go home, I immediately get started. I pull all the footage, go find all the fish I caught, you know, and then I just get the editing and just try to do it pretty quick. I just you know like the timeline throughout the day. You know, I remember going from here to here to here to here and put the intro at the beginning and make a little clip at the end and that's it. <laughs> but fishing videos are actually pretty easy to edit. They're much because there's not a whole lot of work you got to do because most of the action is just you know coming from. The actual footage itself so as far as like you know cutting off stupid stuff you're saying or or uh you know just you don't want to try to keep like too much boring stuff in there like if you if you just like put a cat you casting and casting and casting you're gonna turn away so you want to keep people like intrigued like in your videos so I try to, you know, capture all the spots where there's action. And if, if I go out and, you know, I only catch, like, one fish and it's a dink or something, like, then I, I won't make a video. There's a lot of days, you know, I go out and it's, you know, not much action, so I, I try not to put out a video. But if there's a little bit of action, then maybe I'll put out, like, a five-minute five, five minute video or something. But try to keep them, like, above, like, ten minutes because you keep, you put, you're able to put more ads and stuff. You know, if they're about over 10 minutes long and stuff. Plus, people uh, will still stay in tune to the channel and stuff if you have longer videos. So what what do you think is that perfect length? Like, you know, I, I, I've heard people talk about this before. Like, what at what point are you are your videos too short? Or at what point are your videos too long? Um, yeah, that's a good question, too. It depends what you're going for. Like, uh, say you're, you're doing, like, an overnight river trip or something. Um, I would make that into two or three parts, you know? And I would make each each part probably 10 to 20 minutes long. You know, and I would... So that would be, like, an actual, like, you know, part one, part two, part three video. You know, river, you know, like, cooking your food up on the river you know, riding rapids, you know, like all that stuff. So like, something like that, is, I would try to shoot for 45 minutes, like out of three videos or something. But if it's just like a spot you're hitting and you catch a few fish or something, I'd say five to 10 minutes, you know, 10 minutes, you could put up two ads instead of one. So it makes you more money. But uh, I personally like watching like 10 minute videos. Now, some of the, like, longer videos, you may not get as many views, but they make more money and stuff, too. But it, it all depends what you're going for. You know, like, I like I have, like, other videos where I'm 
we're cashing like 50 50 you know so i'll make that a video or something you know? yeah um so man well i keep sorry I'm, I'm tired i got up early this morning <laughs> and i've been going all day long getting stuff done around the house so i i just keep on blanking <laughs> um so cam with your cameras how do you manage your camera life like ha, let's say how long will you have actual gopros not the knockoffs right mm-hmm. see, I, I, see i got the knockoffs so mm-hmm. uh, yours might be a little bit what what kind of battery life do you get out of it if you keep it on so you know i try to use GoPros. I don't have like a Hero 8, but I got like a 5 and a 6, which you could pick up for like cheap now. But I mean, they, they do everything you need. But uh, I don't have the best setup as far as battery life goes. But what I'll do is I'll charge about six or seven batteries and, and just bring them with me. And I keep the back GoPro going. I've got three and a half hours of memory on that one. So I'll keep that one going as much as I can but if if i'm you know just paddling to like another spot then i'll cut it off you know while i'm paddling but i always keep it on so like if i get hooked up or something i can use the voice control for it to turn on but you you use more battery while you're recording so yeah the less you're recording the more battery you'll have but i mean i'd say you know if you can get 45 minutes out of one battery it's pretty good you know but i, I you know I, I go with like five or six or seven batteries every time you see that's the issue i've been having and it annoys me is i don't think about um like the battery's probably dead mm-hmm. and uh you know i've been trying to do two cameras one of them in the front facing me and one of them on my hat mm-hmm. and the i've i've rigged up the one on the front to uh to where i I'm going to it so it it's not gonna die mm-hmm. uh the one on my head though i always forget to check it and i've missed out on a couple decent catches getting it on film from dead battery mm-hmm. so I, I was curious how how you manage that um something i've thought about doing is instead of having one on my head is mount one behind me kind of like you got mm-hmm. and do the same thing i do with the front and have a, a power cable going to it at all times mm-hmm. that that way both cameras are that's the best going. way for the back camera but i have to say like if you're using like an action hat like i actually find that a, a little bit better like as far as like being able to capture shots because you can just keep it on and if you feel like a little bite or something cut it on right away you know as soon as you feel that first bite you know cut it on you know make that like a thing but um but yeah i you know, like you could buy like aftermarket batteries for like cheap, like on Amazon. And when they come with a charger that charges like three or four of them at a time. But uh, that's kind of the way I went. I just bought a bunch of, I'm about to buy some more too because I need more memory, <laughs> more, uh, you know, battery. But uh, they, they've lasted a long time. They work just as good as the actual GoPro batteries. So that's what I use. Yeah, see, that's something that I've thought about. I've got three at, at the moment. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, I need to get some more myself for that. 
I, yeah. I'm just trying to decide what I want to do. I, I do agree with you as far as the head cam, because it sees mm-hmm. everything you see. If you turn your mm-hmm. head, it sees mm-hmm. that. Um, but for battery life purposes and not having to worry about changing batteries, I've been thinking about mounting that in the back. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about getting some kind of cord to keep it rolling, too. You know, that way you can avoid changing batteries. The only issue with that is... I haven't figured out how that's set up yet, though. Yeah, the issue that I have with that is for the one I have in the front. Now, remember, I have knockoffs, so they're not very expensive. Well, mm-hmm. I took I took a drill bit and a drill and drilled a hole in the side so I could uh, yeah. the waterproof case. Yeah. Yeah, so I could run my cord, but now it's not waterproof. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Well, that's that's the cool thing about like the new the newer GoPros, like. I think five and up is you don't have to put that case on them. They come like waterproof. So like they're great for like, and they don't get fog up and everything. So you can get really good underwater shots with those and stuff. And they're, they're really durable. I mean, you can get like, I think they got a hero eight now, but like a five or six is like, this shoots 4k. And I don't, you don't need much more for that fishing. I mean, now that like the new ones, like I'd love to get a new one. They got, I think the new one's got like a 360 camera or like a 3D. Like it's it's pretty crazy. Like you know, there's like for there's like a world like like a circle like it's like crazy like that. And then it's got 4K and really good like stabilization. That's another like important thing. Like it's having that stabilization where like it stabilizes itself. Hey, I, I think they're on sale right now, like a hundred dollars off. Yeah, you could trade in, like, an old GoPro or something for it, but I don't know. They're pretty expensive. I'd like to get a new one, but the thing is, like, they come out with a new one, like, all the time. Yeah, like, I remember when I got it's about, like, a like cell phone. Came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's exactly like the iPhone, you know. But having, like, the, the top-of-the-line one, you know, it does show in your videos and stuff. Right. Yeah. Anything that, you know, boost the views. Was that a process too, just upgrading equipment, or have did you pretty much start off top end and? Yeah, you know, I got I started in a little Pelican kayak, you know, and then, you know, that's why I got in the vibe because they were a good, uh, you know, like beginner like transition from like beginner to inter, inter, intermediate to pro. You know what I mean, like. You could get like a good kayak for less than a hundred, less than a thousand bucks, you know. So like I got like my first one was like a Vibe Yellowfin 100, and I still have that thing down in Florida. But you can get them for like 600 bucks, and it's like a little 10 footer, you know. It's, it's sit on top kayak. That's you know, good kayak going from like a 200 dollar Pelican. You know, it's yeah. a great transition kayak. And then I got like a Sea Ghost after that, and then the next one I'm gonna get is the Shearwater. So. That's definitely been progressing with that. And then with the GoPros and stuff, like, as well. Like, I, when I first started, it was just the hat, you know. And then when I upgraded, like, my kayak, I went to, like, the Yak Attack boom stick on the back and then the Railblazer Camera Boom 600, you know, on the front. And then I'll use the Action Hat, too, sometimes. But trying to, if you can get three angles, then that's even better. But right now I got, like, two. And then I, I use, like, a chest cam if I'm doing, like, boat stuff or bank fishing or something. But definitely always trying to invest in better equipment. That's, uh, you know, 
anything I make from Road Angler, I'm just going to put it right back in the a new camera or something, you know. Right keep on. progressing. Yeah. Yeah. Got got to got to keep investing in it to help yeah, it grow. Man. Yeah. To, just like any business. Yeah. Now, now let me talk about the sheer water that you're getting real quick because you know i was interested in it there for a little while so what what did you decide to go with are you still going to paddle are you getting the are you getting the uh pedal drive are you getting the bixby motor with it yeah i'm i'm probably not going to get the bixby right away because first off you gotta i think you gotta register your boat you know yeah yeah with the motor you know you know it's not like that's not a big game changer but those things are pretty expensive you know, yeah, they're, they're like a thousand bucks, ain't they? Yeah, like I think like even more, like twelve hundred or something. It's crazy, but you know, unless you're like pro staff or something with them, I don't know. It's it's a lot of money to spend, but uh, but they're pretty awesome. They're pretty quick, you know, and it's pretty cool that the Shearwater has that. But I'm gonna go with the the pedal drive. I'll probably go with the Vibe pedal drive too, because it's it's kind of like the uh, I guess the first Hobie drive of hers. Yeah. Which I guess that one didn't go in reverse either. That's right. kind of like how the Vibe X drive is. But uh, so I'm gonna go with that, and then you know down the road you could you can actually drop like a Hobie 180 drive in it. I thought I heard that. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a- so that's pretty cool. And then it's got you know it's got the standing perch, and you know it's it's a cool kayak. I mean, you know, like I get a discount for Vibe and stuff, so it's gonna help me out a little bit. But um. I mean, I'd say for two thousand bucks, you can get a, a pretty damn good pedal kayak. Yeah, you know? I, I actually—it's slick looking, you know. It's got a lot of good options. I I, I love the layout of the boat. Like I I, yeah. I think it's got a sweet layout with the rod holders and your mm-hmm. your box holders and stuff and and like I I love all that. The one thing that steered me away from going with the sheer water was that drive. I wanted something with instant reverse, and yeah, that, 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 that that's the only reason why I, I went somewhere else. Yeah, no, I hear you on that. I mean, I think I like the option you can drive a you can drop a Hobie one eighty though. Yeah, that is cool. So I I didn't know that at first. So that was a good uh, good thing of them to do that because that's that's a pretty pretty big game changer. Because you know, like I may go with the, I may just go straight with the Hobie. You know, I don't know, but I, I just ready to get a pedal drive, especially like out on the lake. Oh here. man, like it, it's a different experience fishing a lake here in Tennessee yeah. than in, and down in Florida. So I want to have the fish finder, the, the pedal drive, and then well, I'll probably sell one of the kayaks I got now to get the sheer water. But I'll probably keep one of them. I may keep the Sea Ghost or or the Elephant. I don't know yet, but. I keep one of them for like a rivers and then the sheer water for like lakes and stuff. Big, bo- big water. And see that that's one thing that I really like about this Jackson bite FD. I got is it's got that kick. It's got that kick up drive. So mm-hmm. I can actually still run it in the rivers. And if I hit anything, the drive will just push really? up into the hole. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. That's I don't know. Sorry, I'm ranting about my kayak. No, no, I'm I, I, I'm excited about it, man. It's new. That's, and... that's interesting. That's cool, man. Now, I'm ready. I'm ready to get a pedal kayak too, man. It's... Have you ever been in one before? I never have. Man. It, yeah, I'm sure this... that's a game changer. 
dude it is it's so sweet yeah i get from point a to point b so much faster something i have noticed myself doing is once i get to where i'm wanting to fish i still paddle a lot i've only been in it twice but i'm still pat like doing small adjustments like Mm -hmm. positioning and all that i still use paddle quite a bit yeah yeah i'm sure um yeah, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna like having like the two options where I can because I like paddling too, but I you know like just it's gonna help out just getting from like like a one main point to another main point. Right, you know? right. You know, or getting way back in a cove or something. You know, like you know instead of paddle, especially like like I noticed here in Tennessee, like we get some whipping winds sometimes, man. Oh yeah. So, oh. You man. know I. <laughs> I've seen, I've gotten a serious workout lately, like paddling out there. So, I go out when it's windy too sometimes. So last Friday, I went out there on Priest, and I that was the day I sold my my Seagulls one thirty. Yeah. And so I wanted to take it out one last time because it was a good kayak. I I really liked that kayak. Yeah. And and uh, man, I I had done crossed an area. The wind wasn't that bad. When I went to cross back and go head back towards the ramp, dude, it was like hurricane winds coming through <laughs> and white waves coming across. So, so like I'm having to paddle against that because I can't just cut straight across because these waves yeah. are gonna they're, they're gonna flip me. So I have to like paddle uh, into them and then kind of turn and come back with them and. Man, that was a workout. And oh yeah. Hey, the sea the seagulls did do a great job, like just crashing through waves and stuff. Yeah. But but man, paddling through that, mm-hmm. you know, it's got to be so much easier to pedal through that. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, that's what I, you know. That's what I noticed about my seagulls too. Is is I mean, as far as like you know, current and stuff, and like getting bashed around by waves, it handles it like a champ. You know. But it's a little slower than I noticed, like my yellowfin, like the paddle. I'm really? sure like the 130s like that too. But uh, oh man, the, the 130 is it? I don't know. It's just heavy. Yeah. Uh, like it, it's a little too me, big of a boat for me. I feel like that. That's what I got from it. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's a good boat and everything. And you know, I'm a little a bit heavier of a dude. I'm like six foot, 240. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's good for me to have a little bit bigger of a boat but yeah going from little 200 dollars 10 foot pelican to a 13 foot boat yeah i felt like i felt like that 11 and a half 12 foot range mm-hmm. was going to be the per the sweet spot yeah that's, and that's that's my sweet spot too and i i, I think that's what it is because you know this bite fd's i think it's 11 and a half and yeah, that's a good size. It's, it's sweet so far yeah, that that was one thing about like I've I've been wondering about the sheer water because it's like I think it's twelve and a half, but uh, but I think it's pretty slick. You know, I don't think it's big. Yeah, it it, it looks like it'll be a be a pretty good paddling boat. Yeah, yeah, I think it's got like the best of both worlds there. So, so it's a little on the bigger side, but I feel like I kind of need that too. But I think well, I think my see my my yellowfin's like twelve right now but it, it feels like so much smaller than the sea, the sea guys <laughs> i guess it's different yeah Two different boats. i'm really interested in seeing more on that sheer water once it does come out 
Yeah, I've seen like there's a few guys on the team that have gotten to like get on it and stuff, and they they got some sick footage and pictures of stuff. But yeah, from what I've gotten, it like they've with this whole coronavirus thing, like they've just been kind of scrambling to get the the parts and stuff. So, but they're supposed to be getting shipped out like within the next week or something. So, and we'll start seeing a lot of content coming up. I'm sure. Yeah, but I'm excited about that, but. It looks well, pretty cool. Well, hopefully I'll see it in some of your videos sometime soon. Yeah, I think uh, I think once I see everybody on the team getting it, I'm gonna be like, all right, well, I gotta. <laughs> but, but then I'm then I'm also you know kind of looking to see what else they come out with because I mean they're I think they're on you know they're working on some new stuff too. So you know we'll see what they come out with. Well, so I, I may get the second generation of Shearwater. I don't know. Well, see that this is I. I don't feel like I'm alone in the whole pedal drive thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like there's been a few people that feel the same way I do. So I, I'm interested to see what they come out with too. See if they, you know, decide yeah. to go with a different type drive. Uh, yeah. For, for another boater. That, that's what I was wondering too. Cause like, you know, I had like a bunch of like points with vibe saved up and I ended up just going with a, a yellow film 120 Cause I was saying, like, all right, you know, I can go ahead and get this kayak now and then, you know, kind of kick back and see what goes on with the Shearwater. And, you know, because th- there may be, like, a bunch of errors or something that they go and patch up. Just like any company would, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, any you know, new product, you know, you can have, market, you know? Yeah, well, yep. any new product, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have some things that you're going to have to tweak and mm-hmm. all that. I mean, I, there's probably, you know, the Byte FD, the that model you know the bite we came out last year but and it, it had tweaks you know people had some complaints about the seat and yeah. stuff like that fix that bite fd um i i hope i don't run into any issues but i'm sure that some will have some kind of issue they'll have to correct uh that's, that's any type of new product that anybody yeah, yeah. Can out with and now how they yeah. handle that issue is is the main thing in my opinion for any company oh yeah yeah definitely especially this being like their first pedal drive kayak yeah you know so you know it's probably not going to be their last one you know i wish they'd make like a shearwater that was like 10 and a half 11 like a shearwater junior or something you know like that would be perfect you know it'll like 11 11 and a half I, i could see that in the future yeah you know i could see them doing something like that but We'll see. I mean, I've got a, I mean, you know, my, my yellow fin just had a, a hole in it. Like I, I realized I've probably taken it out like five times and every time I was pulling like a gallon of water out of it, you know, a gallon or two. And I was just like, what's going on here? So I contacted Vibe and they sent me a new one. So I've got a brand new yellow fin just for deck padding and stuff. So I'm ready to, you know, I got that one to play with for a while. <laughs> But I, I do want that, that pedal drive. It's a game changer. You know, it's, I mean, I got a, a crazy workout, you know, paddling around here in Tennessee. So, right. Yeah. Well, sweet, man. It's, it's been a good talk. Um, yeah. yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate you coming on here. Um, Sean, did you have anything that you wanted to ask or bring us? Just- gonna say uh, hey uh, you know if you want to go over where everybody can find you and uh yeah we'll sure. definitely plug you as we can so 
Cool. Yeah. So everyone out there, check out uh, Road Angler TV. That's uh, my YouTube channel where uh, you can check out my fishing adventures, mostly on a kayak, but on boats and stuff too. And uh, also check out my original music in those videos too. But uh, if you want to learn more about my artist career and fishing and everything else I do, visit www.jlfolks.com and uh, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff, JL Folks and Road Angler TV. Awesome. Uh, you got, uh, you know, we've talked about Vibe a lot being a sponsor. Do you have any other sponsors you want to shout out? Uh, Gambler Lures. That's uh, That was kind of like my go-to lure company in Florida. But now things have changed here in Tennessee. It's a little different. So, uh, you know, I haven't really tried to pursue many sponsors yet. But uh, as the YouTube you. channel grows and I start getting into tournaments and stuff, I'm going to start reaching out to more. I was, I was planning to go on to uh, ICAST this summer. But uh, I heard they just closed. You know? Yeah, yeah, canceled yeah. it. I heard that, yeah. too. Yeah, so that was a bummer because I was hoping to pick up some sponsors and do some videos out there and get some sheer water footage, but oh well. So. Always next year. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Definitely hopefully. be there next year, so for sure. But yeah, but yeah, y'all make sure you go check out JL Folks, Road Angler TV, YouTube, Instagram. Check out his new song, I Miss My Truck. Yeah, yeah. And then what it's called? I didn't mess yep. it up, did I? I miss my truck, yeah. <laughs> yeah, check, check that song out. And uh, yeah, want to take us out, Sean? All right, guys. Well, thanks for again for tuning in. And um, as always, uh, Bass Fish for Noobs for bringing you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. Thanks, guys. Later, everybody. All right. Thank you all. Yeah. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle the letter N and fin.com. Also, check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle the letter N and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe kayak hammered lures fish mob lures trc covers catch products go to catchproducts.com you can put the paddle and fin logo right on your catch board don't forget to go over and pick up your jig masters jigs use promo code pnf20 and save 20 percent today don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water.